Now, typically in the Friday Forum, we talk to politicians. You could, you could hear a senator, maybe a president, maybe a governor, mayor. We're going a different direction today, completely different direction. He is one of the outstanding voices of the Milwaukee Brewers. I think he's been doing it since like 2015. He is Jeff Levering, who joins us on the Friday Forum. Good morning, Jeff. Hey, good morning, and thanks for really lowering the bar so I could come on your show. <laughs> I'm teasing, I'm teasing, buddy. Are you, are you, before we get to some other fun stuff, are you amped up for tonight? You gotta be, right? I am. I'm fired up. It's, uh, it's been a long time. I mean, the last game of consequence that we called was October 1st last year, which was the wild card game. So it's, it's been a long time coming. Everybody's tied for first place and, 60 games in 66 days, let's go. Strap in, let's ride. All right, so what changes? We know how it changes for the players. It's, it's like a, uh, you know, a rush to the playoffs, uh, you know, a mini version of the season. Every game really counts. What changes for you? Anything? Oh, yeah, a bunch. I mean, today's game, we're not even going to be watching the live game in front of us. That's weird. Um, That's weird for me. I don't know how it works. Yeah, it's different. We did the, the exhibition game on, on Wednesday when the Brewers played the White Sox down on the south side of Chicago, and um, and we were calling the game off of monitors. We were watching the game like everybody would at home and uh, calling the baseball game that way. We, we had a feed that was not delayed as much um, as you would be getting at home, mm-hmm. but that's that's how we were calling it. There was a, a little bit of a, de- of a delay from the video, from the audio that we were getting, so we'd hear the pop of the glove, or the, the crack of the bat, and then we'd see the video of it maybe a half a second later, so just had to adjust and, and get used to it. So um, it, it's just a different way of calling games these days. Brewers announcer Jeff Levering join us. Now, I know players have pregame rituals. They have things they always do, some clothing they wear. Do, do announcers have these same kind of rituals, or is that not a thing? Uh, I did early on in my career. I used the same type of pen. Remember the old Bic four-color pen? Oh, yeah. To be able to switch up at the top right. So I used to use that type of pen for every broadcast, and, and I'd be able to switch colors very easily. Now it's just switching it up because those pens are so thin, um, and I share a scorebook with Uke. So he needs to be able to see my handwriting, and my handwriting is not very good to begin with. So it at least needs to be thick and, and legible. Um, so I had to switch up pens. So no, not a lot of superstitions for me. Uh, I don't eat the same meal like Wade Boggs ate chicken in before every single game. Um, <laughs> but it's it's just getting out there and having fun. The beauty of, of what we do in the booth and, and sharing a scorebook is that our scorebook is so wide we can socially distance while I pass it back and forth because it's six feet across. It's massive. Yeah, all right. So everybody asks you about Bob Uecker, and he's the legend. He's Mr. Baseball. He's been doing it for so long. You've had a a nice run with the Brewers, at least five seasons, I think. And so when you work with Uke, it's got to be, one, you're looking at this legend now six feet away from you, but two, just trying not to laugh when he says some of the craziest (laughs) stuff that that comes out of his mouth. That's got to be a challenge for you. It, it is, and and the real challenge sometimes too is that he wants you to to start laughing yes. and laughing so hard that you can't actually continue, and that that happens on a, on occasion, and it's happened to me a number of times. He'll say something really funny uh, that I'm not expecting right before tossing it to me for the starting lineups, and then I have to, he'll he'll take off his headset and put it down, and he'll start laughing, and then I have to try and continue live on the radio, and um, that is my challenge most days when I work with Bob is to to try and keep my composure well enough to where I can coherently speak um, and be entertaining at the same time. That is one of the the beauties of working with Bob because you just never know what you're going to get and the the preparation is 
is making sure that I'm prepared to coherently come back with something that he says. <laughs> that's got to that's got to be a challenge, sure, right? Sure I can get more out of him. It's got to be a challenge. It is. Oh yeah, it's a big challenge because it's so great. I mean, I'm I'm living a life uh, for the last five years. This being my sixth year working with Uke um, and the Brewers um, that everybody in the state of Wisconsin and everybody in the world wishes they had. And um, I, I don't take that for granted, not for one second. Who's got the best hair? Uke, you, Grindle. Who's got the best hair there? Um, Uke's is getting a little thin, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. It, it looks good. Grindle is a silver fox. Like, he went gray at 22 or something like that. Oh. I haven't had gray hair yet, so I'm thankful for that. Uh, but I'm starting, like, the, my cul-de-sacs are starting to come in a little bit up on the top. But it's not it's not it. that noticeable yet. And you seem like you're a more of a product guy versus a Grindle. Is that, is that correct? Uh, in terms of using hair, hair care hair? products? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's been a new trend. I actually never used anything in my hair. This is no joke. Never used anything in my hair until after I got my first job in the minor league. So this has been a like a 13-year product thing. I never used it before, and I have a big tsunami in the middle of my forehead that's a, a huge cowlick. That whenever my barber sees it, she goes, oh, my gosh, I can't believe I have to cut your hair again. Nice. All right, so let's mm-hmm. ask, I'll ask you a baseball question. So, obviously, okay. we're talking Cubs-Brewers, kind of a, a, a flipping of the script because they would have been here at the beginning of the, of the real regular season if that would have taken place. But here we are in Chicago. I've been saying this for a couple of weeks, and I heard Christian Yelich kind of echo this. There's some underappreciation of this Brewers pitching staff. Do you agree with that? Are there concerns? Where do you fall? I, I'm I'm in the the Brewers pitching staff is underappreciated and under under recognized. Um, I think that that they have a chance to do something really special this year, especially Corey Knebel coming back and being healthy with Josh Hader at the back end of the bullpen. Um, I, I think that that their bullpen is a strength and not a weakness, as a lot of people think. And I think they're starting rotation with Brandon Woodruff if Corbin Burns comes back. What Adrian Hauser was able to do, signing Josh Limbloom, uh, Limbloom was really smart, and Freddie Peralta to a to an extension this year. Then you bring in an Eric Lauer and a Brett Anderson to to eat some more innings too. Um, it's very underappreciated, Steve, and I think. Major League Baseball is going to start seeing that here in 2020. Now I got to ask you. We had Bob Costas on our airways last week, and he said, "As long as we're going to have this, you know, this weird season, this weird dynamic with these different rules, you just throw it all at the wall and see what see what is good and what works." Where do you mm-hmm. fall on on all the the new rules and the you know DH now for one one, one league that didn't hasn't had it and, and all that stuff? Are you cool with it? Are you going to be? Does it have to be proven to work? How's it going to fall? See, I'm. Uh, it's really easy to agree with Bob Costas on most things, uh, and I and I do agree on on just throw it at the wall and see what sticks. Um, and and in any year, this is the year to try stuff out. This is the year to get creative. This is the year to try new things because it's sixty games and it's hey, the old Wild West. Let's let's go have some fun with it. Um, I I hope the DH doesn't stay, but I have a feeling it will. I hope the three batter minimum doesn't stay, and I don't think it will. Um, there's just some things that I think could work. There are some things that I have a hard time thinking will continue to work. I do like the extended the extended playoff situation that just got passed before the first pitch yesterday. I think that's great, and and having it be a seated situation in the in the postseason, I think that's a really good thing, and it and it gives you more incentive to win your division. 
there are some things and some ideas that they've come up with that are very beneficial to the sport. Um, others, not so much, but we'll see what happens. We're talking to Milwaukee's, Milwaukee Brewers announcer, Jeff Levering. One of the things I love about this is every game really matters. It's almost, uh, instead of a, you know, 162 game season, 60 game season, it's like valued times three. They all are intense. Imagine the late inning games, the extra inning games now with these extra runners. Everything really matters. Everything is hyper focused. That should really drive some incredible interest and, and, and incredible games. Yeah, I think so. And I really do think since fans aren't going to be allowed to be in ballparks to start, um, I think the, the ratings are going to be unbelievable for television and for our radio broadcast. People, well, they're already great for our radio broadcast because of the guy that I work with. So it's, um, it's, it's really special and people are going to be fired up. Um, they're going to wear every single loss more than any other time. They're going to be excited about every win uh, three times what they were before. Um, it, it almost feels like these two months are every day is a playoff game. You get up and you go, oh, my gosh, okay, who's pitching today? What's the lineup going to be? And you get fired up. And then when that game is over, you go back and you, you read about it the next day like it's a playoff game. And, and it's going to be that way for the next two and a half months. And, uh, I've been saying embracing the chaos. Uh, that's kind of been my that's kind of been my moniker that I'm trying to to weave into this season. And and you have to embrace the chaos. Nothing is going to be the same, and uh, and that's going to be the beauty of what 2020 is going to be all about. You mentioned the fans. Who benefits from not having fans? Batters, pitchers. How does that work out? I, I don't know. I really don't know. I, I, for pitchers, it's it's. I talked to Brandon Woodruff about this yesterday. You have to dig deep within yourself um, to find that extra motivation where if, if you're on the mound and you thrive on having crowd noise and, and people either boo you or cheer you and get up, um, you're going to have to create that for yourself. And that's a hard thing to do mentally. For hitters, I don't, I don't know if they, they have a way of clearing the mechanism as it, as it is, and they can tune some of that stuff out. Um, and also for, I, I think it's for defenders picking balls up from, from the seats where you don't have all those white shirts on day games. I think that's a big deal too. You might have a better look at, at a ground ball or a fly ball or getting a throw from an infielder as a first baseman. I think those things might be positives for infielders and outfielders. A couple minutes left in the Friday Forum with Brewers announcer Jeff Levering. I'm always intrigued by the process, and I know you've been doing this for a while, so you, you probably have a pretty set routine. But do you find yourself, after you're covering a game for the Milwaukee Brewers, do you go to uh, the Internet? Do you watch games? Where do you kind of get you? Because you've got to know everything about every team when you're, when you're doing a job like yours. Yeah, I do my best. Um, and, and even now where, where we don't have the, the ability to talk to our fellow broadcasters, uh, mm -hmm. because they're not, they're not traveling those, those, that's a great wealth of information. So it's, it's text messages. I've got group texts that are all over the place, which is fun. Um, but right now, all I have to focus on is the central. So you've got the American league central and the national league central. And then once the postseason gets there, hopefully you branch out and talk to those people in the East and to the West. Um, so we can kind of centralize what we're doing a little bit and, and not pay as close attention to what's happening on the, on the two coasts. 
but uh, but it is different. I mean, it is. It's a lot of reading. A lot of I've subscribed to more newspapers now, um, so that's great. So that I can read them online. It's not like I'm getting a thousand newspapers delivered to my house, uh, <laughs> but I subscribe to a couple of extra ones from other cities, so I can read about the opposing teams um, when a subscription is necessary. So it's a it's a ton of reading, and uh, with two young kids, that sometimes is tricky. Before I get to the last question, and, I, and I'll tell you this honestly, I'm a big fan of yours. I, I like the way you cover games, and, and you do a fantastic job at the Brewers. But I always wrap my Friday forums with this question, and I've had every answer to this question that you can you can imagine. But um, I, I, I would think you'd probably give me an interesting one. So the question is this, Jeff Levering: What do you know that we don't know? Oh my gosh! I mean, that's such a loaded question. Yes, that's why I asked it. Man, there are so many different things. Is it like a you want like a little trivia thing about me it, or it can be anything personal, professional, something about euchre that no one ever heard before? <laughs> I'm not telling oh, you what I to do there. I can get in trouble for that. Sure, so, but it's so just what euchre. What is he going to do? That, yeah. So what I know that that you guys don't know is that I used to work at Disneyland and I used to to run the Jungle Boat cruise. Are you serious? Uh, oh yeah, yeah. I was a skipper. It was great. I drove the boat. <laughs> I told the jokes. Uh, I had a, a good relationship with the, the boa constrictor at the end, but That's right. you know she yeah she got really constricting and frankly took my breath away and you know <laughs> just it was bad. So and it did not end well. So did any of your joke telling and kind of you know running the the, the the ship through the was it is it the lazy river? What's the river called that you go through there? Yeah, it's it's a it's a lazy river. Ask right. yes. Did you take any of that of that talking experience, communications experience, to your current job? Um, it allowed me to speak publicly a lot better. I can tell you that, especially when a guy like Steve Martin or Martin Short was on my boat or Snoop Dogg. Welcome, welcome to the jungle, Crizzle, everybody. Um, (laughs) that's crazy. That happened. That's that's a legit story. Uh, but I mean, you had to be on your toes when you got world famous comedians that are on your boat, you're trying to be funny and they actually laugh at you. Um, I mean, that, that said a lot. I got to give it up to you. I surprised you with that, but that is a top ten answer for what do you know that we don't know that you name dropped the Steve Martins and the Snoop and all that stuff. Very, very well done, Jeff Levering. I tried. I tried. All right, thanks for doing this, man. I know it's kind of unconventional, but I'm looking forward to the broadcast. I know you are certainly. Have a great season. Have a great call tonight. Brewers opening day. What's better than that? No, nothing better. Thanks so much, Steve. Have a great year.